Welcome back to the party in the library. Returning after a longer break than I thought. I'm glad you're joining me today. Today's episode is called The Canary in the Coal Mine. Back before modern technology rendered such practices obsolete, miners used to take canaries down into coal mines with them. The reason they took them down was not so that the miners could enjoy the singing of the birds while they worked. It was a darker reason. Being considerably smaller and lighter than the average miner meant that the canary would be affected faster by the toxic gases that built up in mine shafts. When the canary stopped singing and fell off its perch, this would give miners enough warning to get out before they too were overcome by toxic gases. Libraries both public and school are the canaries in the coal mine of society. Whenever the poisonous ideas of fascist thought, racism, homo and queerphobia bubble up, it is in libraries and schools that we see the early warning signs of what is to come. One of these signs is an uptick in the challenges to books by and about people in certain communities, usually but not limited to people of colour, LGBTQ+, and other minority groups. Challenges to books in school and public libraries is nothing new. These have been going on for decades. The American Library Association runs annual lists of the most challenged books in US libraries. What is happening now, however, goes beyond such standard challenges. I believe that it is Texas that currently leads the nation in the sheer industrial scale of attempts at natural book bans. A Texas lawmaker recently compiled a list of over 800 books that he felt would make white readers feel uncomfortable. The majority of these books focus on sexuality, racism and US history. To date, the largest splash has been made by the banning of the teaching of the Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel Mouse, created by Art Spiegelman, the son of two Holocaust survivors. According to the McMinn County School Board, who voted 7-0 to, to deny teachers the opportunity of teaching the book, Due to a single panel of female nudity and some bad language that made them feel uncomfortable, allegedly. This has made the 40 year old graphic novel a core celebre in the current discourse around book banning and also the number one selling book on Amazon. While many commentators have celebrated the Streisand effect that has made this book more well known than ever before, the fact that students are being denied the opportunity critically engage with the text while studying the Holocaust is nothing to be happy about. Other books that have had banning attempts made against and across the US include Maya Kobabe's memoir on Gender Queer, This Book is Gay by Juno Dawson, Lawn Boy by Jonathan Everson, Out of Darkness by Ashley Herr Perez, all for celebrating LGBTQ plus and queer themes making them in the eyes of the adults that wish to control what young people read unsuitable in some way for a teen audience. It is not just books about the Holocaust or explorations of young people's sexuality that are targeted. Stamped by Ibram X. Kendi and Jason Reynolds, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, and New Kid by Jerry Craft, as well as other similar texts, have all faced accusations of containing critical race theory, being anti-police, or just books that make white readers uncomfortable. The right-wing co-opting of school boards 
has allowed many of them to blatantly ignore or rewrite policies and procedures that were established to deal with challenges to books and instead just pull them from the shelves. In some cases, this has been done to prevent complaints and accusations of criminality or worse. Often the bans are invisible, with school library workers just not purchasing materials they know will garner complaints. This is not a criticism. I know from first-hand experience just how terrifying accusations of carrying pornography or being a criminal just for having certain books on your library shelves can be, but the effect is just as insidious. It is also harder to identify or push back against or even identify such practices when they occur, if they are not official. It is not only school boards that are at risk of right-wing takeover. More recently, it has been recognised that library boards have become enticing targets of conservative ideologues. The recent takeover of the Niles Main District Library is a damning example of just how destructive the influence of a board hostile to the very nature of a public library can be. In Mississippi, the mayor of Ridgeland, Jean McGee, is withholding $110,000 of funding from the Madison County Library System, demanding that the library initiate a purge of LGBTQ plus books before his office releases the money. The mayor is alleged to have said that the library can serve whoever they wanted, but that he only serves the great Lord above, which, if accurate, seems to be a fundamental misunderstanding on his part of what the role of civil servants in society actually entails. On a related note, the furry subculture, having heard about Mayor McGee's homophobia, has stepped up and has spent the past week rallying around the Madison County Library and has successfully helped raise funds for the library. Library workers in the Campbell County Public Library of Wyoming have faced legal challenges for having books on sexuality, gender identity and LGBTQ plus issues in their teen section. Although the Sheriff's Office has declined to investigate them and the library board backed the library and did not direct them to remove the items facing the challenge. There are thousands of these reactionary fires burning across the US and it is easy to become dispirited as the task of pushing back against and extinguishing them may seem too vast to accomplish. An effective way to fight against this is to research your local school and library boards to discover where they stand. And if their actions align with your views, then stand behind them and support them when it comes time for local elections. If, however, they have started down the slippery slope of blatant and unconstitutional bans, you can organise fa friends, family and neighbours and stand yourself for school and library boards in local elections, or find someone else who is already running and support them. If you are currently unable to stand for local election, then where possible attend board meetings and make your support for uncensored access to reading materials known to the boards and, if you can, encourage others to do the same. If you believe in the public library service and schools, then it is important to make your voice heard because if you don't, then who will? Since finishing working on the script for this podcast, I learned that Greg Locke, a pastor in Tennessee, had held a book burning just outside Nashville including in this burning event were copies of Harry Potter and the Twilight books. It brought to mind the words of the German poet Heinrich Heine, who said, where they burn books, they will also ultimately burn people.
For those of you that wish to find out more about what I have briefly discussed in this podcast, I have included a list of links in the podcast description on the website. Thank you for listening, and I hope that the party in the library will be back soon. Goodbye.